Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 270 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Thank you for all the love for the recent week's episodes with uh, Dexter Fletcher, Fatboy Slim, tons of exciting people. This week's guest is Joe Hartley. Um, I know a lot of you are ex- excited about this one. I've seen a few different tweets because I announced it last week and there was a big reaction when I posted it on patreon.com slash scrubiuspip or which you could join our secret club over there for just a dollar a month, but enough about that. Um, Joe was great. It's the first time we'd kind of sat down and chatted properly. We bumped into each other at an Afterlife preview event. Uh, the TV sh- 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 show, not a like a religious a seance or anything. So that was cool. And then we sat down and had this chat, and it was amazing because this is, this is Joe's first podcast. Um, and I'm so honoured to be her first, to be her first. Um, I think she's going to have people knocking down her door now after they hear this because she's an amazing talker, got amazing insights, and I really enjoyed this conversation. I know that Stu Whiffin, who does the Hardcore Listing podcast, which is all about top fives, and Off the Beat and Track podcast, it's all about music. He wants Joe on, on both of his podcasts already after I've told him how good this episode is. So, yeah, sure, there's more to come. Um, before we, we go into it, we're brought to you as ever by speechdevelopmentrecords.com. That's where you can go and buy merch, CDs, v- vinyl, DVDs, books, all sorts of stuff associated to myself and Speech Development Records, which is my record label, and the Distraction Pieces podcast. There's tons of Distraction Pieces merch over there, including mugs and all sorts of other things, and T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, we'll get into the podcast. Before we do, obviously we talk about a lot of different people. I think, in fact, we're talking this about Dexter Fletcher, who was last week's guest. So if you've not heard that, go and give that a listen. But if you're a fan of Joe, a lot of people first became aware of her with her um, her work with Shea Meadows. And I've had a fair few past guests that have worked with Shane. So Stephen Graham has been on twice. Michael Soccer, who's wonderful. Tons of good people. I'm, I'm drawing a blank now for some reason. Vicky McClure. Of course, Vicky McClure, um, and loads of others. So, yeah, go and have a hunt through the, the back catalogue if you fancy it, and give them all a look. So, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll leave that there for now. I hope you all in, in, enjoy this. In fact, I'll give you a teaser. I'll tell you the next week's guest is Nick Helm, who's wonderful, a wonderful comedian. Um, and we had another really good chat in the same venue, the Hoxton Bar and Kitchen, which is where me and and Joe recorded this. So, um, yeah, I'll talk to you at the end. I'll give you a few more tips and facts and bits of information. And um, until then, enjoy episode 270 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. And um, I've started r- rolling. Um, oh, I'm, good. I'm joined today by Joe Hartley. How are you? I'm really good. Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, nice to see you. What yes, an honour it is to you. be asked to do oh, it. It's great because we were just having a bit of a catch up. And typically I was like, we need to start recording because this is all really relevant. And we were talking about almost the, the lack of control of the film or TV industry and world. And I think it is a fascinating one. I think if you can truly become at peace with it, 
it makes it l- less stressful when you're having those periods of no work. Yeah. Which I'm currently in. I had a load of periods of loads of acting gigs and then this period of not... But as I said, if you can really realise and believe, the believing is important, so you're not just, just bullshitting yourself. Yeah. If you can believe and realise that so much of it is timing and luck and all you can do is prepare yourself for those moments of timing and luck. So keep improving, keep getting better. Yeah. And then when that opportunity comes, you're ready to to jump on it right yeah i agree i think um i've I've been acting probably about 20 years now 18 20 years professionally and i've had a really unconventional journey yeah and you know i have never given up because i've really haven't had a plan b i don't know what else i want to be it's it's one of the best ways to to have it if there's i was discussing this with someone i don't think it was even on the podcast um, it was with a mate, and I was discussing how, how when I started doing music, um, or no, it was on someone else's podcast, actually, a great podcast called Insane in the Men Brain that um, yeah. a comedian called Rich Wilson is doing, just getting men to talk about stresses, problems, all this kind of thing. And I was kind of saying to him that um, when I started doing music, failing wasn't an option. And, yeah. and that sounds, sounds very Darth Vader almost, but it, yeah, yeah. it wasn't. I'd, I'd quit my job that I'd been working at for years... I was living in, in, in my mum's house. I didn't have anything else. It yeah. had to work. And I think if you can get in that mindset, it can help. It can mean that you're going to be the one who persists and waits longer and waits for that, yeah. next, that yeah. next gig. I mean, I went back to my mum's when I was 30. I broke up with somebody. I went back to my mum's and I, I thought I'll just go for a couple of months. And I ended up there eight years. And yeah. I, I, I met Shay Meadows when I was, I think, 28. Before that, I'd tried to do a few things. I'd done some guerrilla filmmaking and yeah. short films. I'd always, like, hustled. I'd done it because I'd grown up with, like, films such as Mean Streets and Taxi Driver. Yeah. I was obsessed with Scorsese, mm. obsessed with John Cassavetes, you know, just all these amazing old filmmakers. And Francis yeah. Ford Coppola, it was his birthday the other day. Yes, yes. I, I loved movies. And I kind of, I sort of did... I remember doing a play when I was at school. I was, I think I must have been about nine and I played Gretel in The Sound of Music. Oh, wow. And I remember coming out on stage at the end. My Auntie Betty was there from America. She lived in New York at the time. She used to work for Otto Preminger. Oh, wow. He was a really cool film director. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about him. I need to do more research. But um, she was in the audience. I remember everybody clapping and cheering and the feeling I got from it was like, I love this. Yeah. And I loved it. I was frightened to death, though. I, even now, if I go on before I go on stage, I, I can't physically. I'm like, I have to like pray or meditate, or I have to just like go. Okay, fear, fuck fear, yeah. have faith, keep the faith. Just you know, I have to talk to myself it's, a little bit because I get overwhelmed with it. And it's. Do always you think been it's important th- to have had that early moment of of affirmation that you're doing something good and you're good at it? That, that, at that so. early age, you had that crowd all clap. So, despite feeling that fear, then you now know when you feel that fear again, you know that number one, you're not going to die, the world isn't going to <laughs> yeah. end, you're going to get through it, and the payoff, by God, it's worth it. Yeah, and I think fear's different for me these days, because like you just said, if we prepare, yeah. then there is a healthy fear in life. If we yeah. didn't have a healthy fear, then what, you know, I think self-centred fear or fear of not being, it's probably because I've not prepared, or I'm worried yeah. about what people think of me, which now I realise in my 40s is pretty fruitless. If my conduct's good and I'm... I'm treating people well, yeah. and I'm not up to no good. Yeah, why would I need to worry about what people think of me? You know, Completely. so it, it's a bit—it's all connected, and it doesn't become apparent until 
year older. Well, yeah. it didn't for me. I've got no. friends in the 20s that are like really evolved and I'm like, God, it told me like to the age of 38 to kind of wake up and go, shit, I'm the problem. It's, it's such a weird one because I, I got into music at like 25 or 26. So for musicians, the, that's quite old these days. It's normally you're in there from... So going into that, I felt I'd already lived a bit and was a bit wise. And now moving into acting at like 35 or 36... Yeah. It's felt a similar thing of like, I've, I've, I've been able to come in with a level head and exactly that go, right, I want to be nice to everyone. I want to help everyone. I want to be yeah. an addition to the set. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how big my role is on the camera. Exactly. I want to know that I'm adding something overall. And then the rest of it, you hope will take care of itself. The rest yeah. of it will grow and you'll, you'll build that. Whereas if you're going in going, I need to steal the show or I need to do this or do that it's yeah. like well that's not going to help anyone your intention self-seeking I mean that's a really nice philosophy to have like you're part of a team you'll never be able to create you can create th- things on your own but ultimately that's what I've come to realise that you know I was driven by desperation before or the need to be somebody I wasn't and now sort of as I get older and as I change and my perception changes and I become more comfortable with who I am I really like who I am yeah. and I want to find the best of what you know, I've been given that works through me, right? So I'd probably, I'd kind of be obsessed in the past with certain actresses, you know, like I'd love Isabella Who, but I love all, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, that dark stuff and trying to channel... And, and it's so funny because when I got into comedy, when I started, I did The Mimic and I, yes. I got into it, like Kieran Hawkes and, and Matt Morgan, they kind of saw something in me and this is England. And I, mem- yeah. I remember going to meet them and they were like, we love you as synth. And I was like, that's not a comedy role. And they were like, yeah, but you was funny in it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, of course it is. That's amazing. And I it's like, that. you know, I used to sort of get offended and want to be more serious about stuff. And as I've sort of woken up, I've been like, it's beautiful. What I've been given is beautiful and let me push myself and let me be better at what I've got to offer and let me sort of investigate and push yeah. myself and challenge myself, you know? Yeah. And I think anybody, like, I had imposter syndrome. I was talking to Zari Ashton about this the other day. We went to a, a book launch and um, yes. I was with her and Tom Hiddleston when we was chatting and, and she talked about imposter syndrome and I said, you know, that for me, being an untrained actor, I guess, I mean, I've been to Questers, I've been to Oldham Theatre Workshop, I've done all that, but I've, I'm self-taught. Yeah. And my gift is divine and it's within me and, and nobody else can really teach me that. I've just yeah. got to have the courage to unleash it. Yeah, completely. And that does take years. Why would I want that overnight? I'm not that kind of actor that, you know, yeah. my journey's long. It's not going to be like, you know, I got in it late, so I'm not going to be like the, you know the sort of romantic lead and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, well, maybe I will. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. when I first started out, I was in my sort of late 20s, early 30s, and it was a difficult beginning, and it was Shane Meadows that basically said to me, you, you're really great. You've got something. Don't act. That. Don't try and act. Just yeah. let it come out, Joe, because I'd be nervous. I remember the first time I met Paddy, I was like, oh. You know, that was a beautiful thing because I remember going for a commercial um, I remember being in my mate's flat. I was staying in my mate's flat. I was skin. I was doing promotions, like yeah. giving out, you know, cheese and yep, cans yeah, of yeah, whatever yeah. and working in supermarkets. And always knew that I would act. I'd be doing a little bit of acting here and there. And I remember being um, with my friend and I was staying in this flat in Ealing and I was in the bathroom. My phone rang and it was the agent. I'd just got this agent. I'd met a guy called Nigel Pavaro. I'd met him at this party. His agent was there and they needed a Japanese speaker and I'd, yeah. I'd been an air hostess for five years in oh, Japan wow. when I was 20. 
Yeah, oh, I've had wow. a really crazy Perfect. journey. Yeah, that's mad. Um, weirdly, I've just done Don't Forget the Driver with Toby and they wanted a Japanese-speaking actress, yeah. so I ended up having a right laugh on that. So so going back to that, I was I remember being in London and um, I'd met this agent. He'd sort of said, yeah, you know, come and meet me. He'd just worked with Shane Meadows on um, 24-7. Yeah. And then one day he just called me and said, I've got this audition for you for a commercial. And I was totally deluded. I was like, I'd never done anything. And I was like, I don't want to do a commercial. I want to be a film star. You know, I want to do movies. Yeah. And he was like, just go and meet. It's Shane Meadows. I went, who's that? And he was like, amazing. I was dead young. Yeah. He went, he's amazing. He's up and coming. He's just done like Romeo Brass. Yeah. Done. And I went, all right. And I remember going into this room. I'd gone for this audition. It was, I won't mention what the commercial was for. Shane was directing it. Um, I met the casting director and there was Shane was sat there, uh, three other people. And I was a bit early. So I kind of sat outside where I was a bit nervous. I got in there and he said, right, I want you to sing It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. And I started singing. I took my cardigan off. I was swinging it around my head. And Love he was it. just laughing his head off. You yeah. know, it was just, um, I left. I thought, that was a bit mad. And it's three, a weird afternoon. Three days later, they called and was like, he, he loves you, he thinks you're great. Like, they're just trying to clear it with the client. Anyway, I got the gig, turned up, and I remember it was February time. Uh, we were filming, and I walked into the trailer, and Shane was sat there. I said, oh, sorry, mate. You know, I'd, I, and he went, no, no, come in. And all the newspapers were, like, on the table. Yeah. And uh, I was going through the mirror or something, I don't know, and I was like, and I was like, it was the Oscars time, and I was like, oh, I won't wear that for the Oscars. And, I, you know, and he was yeah, like, yeah. are you going? And I was like, of course I'm going. You know, and it was totally, I was just full of it, really. I was excited. I, used, I, I, remember you, I remember I used to watch the Oscars every year as a kid. Like, I just yeah. loved it, the glamour and the old movie stars and all yeah. that. And he said, you, you know, he said um, he had this idea for a film. Um, He's talking about, I don't want to go into that, but it was, he said, you'd be great in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, and I didn't even probe. That's how I wasn't into networking. I wasn't yeah, your typical. Yeah. I just kind of left and was like, see ya, nice right. to see ya. Yeah. And a couple of weeks later, I got a script for Dead Man Shoes. Amazing. And then he said, I want you to come to Nottingham. And I'd watched this film called The Last Resort. And I'd seen this actor, and I was like, who is that? And it was Paddy. Yeah. And when I turned up at the Nottingham cinema, Paddy was sat there. Yeah. Uh, with Toby Kebble. Yeah and Emily Aston and Shane and I walked in and I couldn't speak I was like oh, that's that guy off that film and yeah. it was weird synchronicity yeah that's bizarre and then I, I did a couple of days workshop with them and didn't hear anything and then that was at that and then I got the script actually yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks later Mark Herbert sent me the script and I remember yes. I remember going through the script looking at the size of the part and at the end it was like a little bit of you know and I thought oh that's rubbish there's nothing in it for me and then you know that typical perception of like you know and then I got on set, and that was one of the most unbelievable experiences I've ever had. Yeah. And I remember being so frightened that first day on set with Paddy. Yeah. And, and, and we all got taken in on set in this room. It kind of wasn't working. And then Shane sat us all down, and I must have looked terrified. And he was like, you're doing great. Yeah. It's brilliant, Joe. Yeah. He said, don't act, just, just respond, just listen. And I remember doing the scene at the door with yeah. Paddy. Yeah. And Paddy was like, and they saw the film, it was like, it's one of the most beautiful scenes. Like, she's just so I love it. It's real. such a good scene because exactly that. It doesn't feel like someone has sat down and written a scene. Yeah, we it just It feels like it's it. really happened. Yeah. It feels so real. And it's, again, I think the advice is weird. Every time I've gone in and auditioned 
for there's Hamilton, who's done a lot of shame stuff amazing. and all these things. His thing is always, I'll start and he'll go, all right, stop acting. Yeah. And do, and do the lines. And yeah. it's, it's always, it's such a good bit of advice because that doesn't feel like acting at all. And yeah. that is often the best possible thing to see on screen. Um, it is. It's like you Sam Rockwells and people like that. It's like yeah. you watch actors that you just want to eat because you're just like... Yeah, that. I yeah. went to see Vice and I just... I wanted to punch myself in the face. Yeah. It was that good. Yeah. I was like so excited. Christian, but all of them. Yeah. Oh my God. I could just sit and watch you like open a packet of crisps. Yeah. And be absolutely gripped. Yeah. It's just some, there's something going on beyond what's going on. Yeah. And I think that is the hardest thing that I've tried to... Really tried to... When you've got that fear or you've got that self-awareness, you've got to completely strip it away. And as, as I say now in my 40s, I'm giving no fucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of true without 100%. being rude. No. Um, but it's like, I can't pretend I don't swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know yeah I mean? no, no. Try my best to stop it. It's not necessary. But no, anyway. it's good. It yeah, it's the passionate. Language. But it's like, you know, r- remove all that. Yeah. And you get a pure performance you know um is a amazing cinematographer and i saw him in the park this morning actually rob and he was he used to all say to me find the truth yeah and that is what those guys that i love de niro you know pacino and in moments of the career there's yeah. certain times when you know gina rollins in his woman under the influence yeah 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 find the truth Completely. because people can identify with it they love it and that is the, that is a hard that's hard. That's 100%. the talent. It's something I'm Not reading acting. at the moment. I'm uh, in in I'm studying like crazy at the moment because I've just mm. as as I say, I'm fine, I've fallen in love with this acting business. It's, it's like beautiful. I just want to I want to catch up. Michael um, Chekhov to the actor. Get that yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the one I'm reading at the, at the moment is 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 one of David Mamet's books, and in that he says exactly. He kind of says, "Look, is it true or false?" Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. He says you can't become someone else. No. It's not possible. No. That's not a thing. No matter what flowery acting approach or studio tells you again it's not a thing mm-hmm. but if you find the truth yeah. and and go up there and don't lie don't if, lie. If, if you try and become someone else you're going up there and lying if you find you in that person or the the intentions that match or whatever else then you can go up there and, and tell the truth you can yeah. match those and even to the point of using the nervousness that yes. you were talking about oh, on stage if, if that. in that scene that the person you're portraying would be nervous to, to 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 say this to display this. Therefore, it's okay for you to go right. Let's turn my nervousness into that nervousness, yeah. and and you yeah you become a, a conduit for it all rather than as I said trying to transform and yeah. and become someone else. So but, beautiful, isn't the principle of honesty underrated? Because yeah. we try you know we try and be something else in real life, and it's it's not served me well. I've only just started yeah. to. You know, like I say, I keep banging on about that, but there's something happening, and I think it happens. I mean, Carl Jung talks about it. It happens to all of us at some point. Yeah. A beautiful awakening, a realisation that you're enough. Yeah, completely. It's weird that we've mentioned as Zowie as Ashton, because I was recording a podcast with her, her yesterday, oh, and she you? said lovely things about oh. are you as well. When I was, I was packing away and saying, oh, I'm talking to Joe, so I was just, oh, she's my favourite. Oh, um, I love her. But in that, I was saying, it was, it's such a... It's so relevant, because... I recently had one of those bizarre awakening things and it's yes. such a weird one. And these podcasts will be two months apart or a month apart because of how the scheduling is. But it's, it's such a weird one because I've been 
doing all this kind of studying and learning and doing tons of auditions and really enjoying them and feeling they're going really well. I don't believe that just because you're not getting gigs, it means that you're failing anyway. I've developed so much in this in this period, but I got a message off, off someone on Instagram and I've not responded because I I don't really look at a lot of my Instagram DMs. It seemed mm-hmm. by chance I looked at this one and it, mm-hmm. it spun me out a bit. And it was this guy saying he'd listened to the podcast and kind of heard my journey into acting and my excitement about it. And it's made him go back and audition for something and he'd stopped for ages. And in his audition, he performed a, one of my spoken word pieces wow. in the way I performed it in a video. And he got the role. And it was an amazing moment for me to go, all right, he got the role by essentially pretending to be me or yeah. emulate me. And I'm sitting here trying to do everything else and yeah. forgetting that I need to bring a bit of me into it as well. Yeah. I should be turning up and going, here's what I can do. Yeah. Rather than going, here's the bits I've learned and I'm going to practice that and I'm going to get that right. Going, oh, there's some value. Exactly as you said, it's finding that value in yourself. Yeah, that's authentic. And, and, and that's authentic and magnifying that, I guess, and it pushing is. it out there. And yeah, it's just weird that you mentioned that literally days after I've kind of had that same kind of, oh, shit. Because I think it's easy for all of us to disregard our own worth, particularly when in such overwhelming industries where you're going to, on your first film role, you're working with Paddy Considine and Shane Meadow and all these people. So it's going to be easy to go, right, how do I get there? How do I become that person? So it must take a long time to go, oh, hang on, there's people looking at me going, how do I become that person? And you don't think of that. I'm sure at the time you weren't thinking of that at all, but... That is one of the scenes that it's the scene I always th- th- think of when I see you on Twitter or when we chat or anything. It's always that scene that first comes to mind Paddy at the door and you responding. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yet again, at the time, you were scared, nervous, thinking you weren't nervous. doing it right, and all this kind of thing. They so. were so lovely as well. It's so wonderful what you were saying about that guy getting in touch with you. Yeah. And in, in the end, really, I was just, it was funny, I was just posting something on Alice Lowe's uh, Facebook. She, she did this amazing review of this TV programme. And I was like, yeah, really all it comes down to is love and forgiveness, you know. Yeah. And just talking about that guy, it, it made me realise the importance of service, how what we put out there, how we inspire people. Yeah. Because you're really a manifestation of, what, of your thoughts and your conduct and your perception. And I think, you know, as I've got older, I've realised that, um, there's, there's always going to be someone better than me and always worse off than me. So w- why can't I just accept exactly everything that's happening to me in the moment? Because really, the present is where we have the power. It's the gift that we get. So even with acting, like Daniel Day-Lewis, people like that, you watch them and you realize they're totally present. Yeah, yeah. They're so present, they're not doing anything, but yeah. they're so interesting because they're full of emotion or backstory they've got a story they've yeah. become that person yeah. and that's what's so intriguing to me as an actor you know like you know uh, christian bale but that guy that's one person you've helped but there's so many people that are not telling you about yeah, that because yeah. they're embarrassed they think you might be too cool not to get in touch with them but again and it's, Do you realizing, get what I mean? it's realizing the help it's given oh, me I as well it. it's something i talk about with mental health a lot that people are always so scared to talk about their mental health because they don't want to be a burden on their friends and, and they don't realize their friends are probably yeah. gagging for someone to talk about that so that they can talk about yeah. it so that they can admit they're struggling and things like that and i always try and push that as rather building up the pressure of i don't want to put this upon my friends you're going to be raising them up and they're going yeah. to be able to go you know what i'm not going through the same thing but i've gone through this yeah. and i didn't i couldn't talk to anyone and it's similar there so someone yeah 
it's that shared that that was a big deal to me and i've by the time this comes out i will have responded to him but it's it's mad that it's a message that i've had to sit on it for a week or so to kind of go i don't know how i feel about this this is this is a weird one but you've worked with some of my absolute favorite people and 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 the list i made i didn't want to make a list of actors because there's too many but i noted down shay meadows and paddy because he kind of the, the director's royal, but yeah. Ricky Gervais and Alice Lowe. So, oh my God. So, uh, 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 let's talk about Alice for a little bit, because I had so her on the podcast, spoiled. and she was absolutely amazing. She's, she was a real... And she's another one who kind of, it feels like her influence and impact is so widespread, yet she's so almost unaware of it. And yeah. and you kind of really need to go, you know you're really good. You know, yeah. like, the way you approach <laughs> things is... It's revolutionary. Like, it's yeah. not like anyone else. So how was it... Because you worked with her on, on Prevenge, right? Yeah, she's super And smart. that was an amazing project because it was one... For anyone that doesn't know, when Alice got pregnant, yeah. she wrote a script about her with her in the lead as a pregnant woman. So the film had to be greenlit, planned, cast, made before she gave birth. Yeah. So how was that as a project to be part of? Because it must have been such a quick turnover from we're doing this, yeah. let's go. Yeah. You know, how I was mean, that? I mean, Alice and I uh, were good friends, you know, and we often connect. We do like, we're always talking a messenger late at night and yeah, we often yeah, yeah. send each other books and we'll, we'll have lovely conversations and they're always really sort of deep and interesting and silly and like la- there's a lot of laughter and... Um, I believe, I mean, I think I literally just got a call from my agent saying, this is happening, it's happening in two days. I didn't even read, I just said, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to do that. Just Great. tell them yes. Great. I didn't even ask anything. Yeah. I didn't ask about money. I just said, yeah, I'm coming. And, I love um, that. That's I, what agents are for, to, yeah, to deal with do, that but, bit. You know, That's, we, again, I, it's honest, good to, I just you gone. should be, exactly. <laughs> turned up. You're the one to go, yes, I'm doing this. And then yeah. they can figure out if there's going to be money, if there's not. Then yeah, yeah. Fuck that's, that. that's all on them. Oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of the universe <laughs> again. You just let whatever happens happen, you yeah. know, that's it. And, and, you know, just going back to that list, wow, how lucky am I really? Yeah, uh, it's pretty great, It's right? all happened by fluke. I don't know. It, it is great. I mean, Alice is, it's like that situation is straight from the heart. Yeah. Like what Ricky says, do make the ordinary extraordinary. Yeah. Shane makes is real. It's yeah. it's his experience or an experience of someone he knows. So she's obviously taken her situation, been under pressure. I know she was writing something for a while and then it didn't happen. So she just did this thing and all of a sudden it just manifested out of the yeah. courage that she'd like just taken to just go bam. And the pressure of not having the time yeah. to doubt yourself and Honestly. to question it and to second guess, having to go. Right, now this yeah. this is it, this is happening It's just come now. out, hasn't it, yeah. the, the story. But what happened, we got on set and um, it was she was so relaxed and open-minded about everything. She yeah. just said she'd cast the people she knew could do the job. We got on set, we had a couple of days, I think I was there for two days and I didn't stop laughing. Yeah. We had such a... a you know, such a good time doing that scene in the hospital. Yes. I remember playing with the bed, but putting it up and down. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like, we were in stitches. And I remember going to New York. I was in New York when she came to promote the film and we connected. Um, she just very, she, again, she's very real. Yeah. She doesn't do the acting thing, but she's super smart, comic timing, really intelligent. Yeah. So there's a lot of layers going on there, you know, and she's, um, yeah, she, I didn't, I didn't know what she'd be like. I went to Sightseers, I saw that, I met her at the so Empire good. Awards. And yeah. then when I actually worked with her, I just kind of fell in love with her. And I was like, I really want to work with her again. And yeah. I've, 
I've been writing myself and and because uh, I remember saying, well, you should do like a Thelma and Louise, like a British Thelma Amazing. and Louise. Yeah, yeah, and she was yeah. like, well, I said, you write it. She was like, you write it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Anyway, I started writing. I started writing something else. but um, And that's going really well. That's amazing. So I'm really enjoying that process. I love it. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, Alice is great. Ricky Gervais is like one of my favorite people in the whole world. Yeah. And I've got to know him a little bit over a, a, like a period of, I think, three or four. I don't know when I did Life on the Road, but yeah. I think my agent called and said, you've got this audition. I honestly went in to meet him and I'd not seen all of his shows. I was kind of a little bit oblivious. I don't know what I was doing when the office was out. I think I was being crazy somewhere. Yeah. But I remember just going in to meet him. I walked in this room. He was sat there. Charlie was there, casting director Tracy. And we just... He said, "Ah, yeah, right. So, yeah, you're. This was for life on the road. Yeah, you're, you're F. Pauline. Yeah, I was like, God, he's a bit serious, a bit scary. I was a bit like, oh no. Yeah, I sat down, and then he sort of we did the lines, and then he went, all right, we'll just do a bit of improv. So I said, yeah, okay. He says, what do you like doing at the weekend? I said, well, I don't know, just do stuff. And he just started laughing. He could, he could, and I was like, what are you laughing at? And he was like, just it's okay. Yeah, right, you can go. Yeah, and I left, and I thought. What was that? Weren't funny. I do, dude. I just do stuff. And he just like, I got a, a call like a, a week later saying you got another meeting with him. And I went in to do another audition with him and Tom Bennett, who I adore. Yeah. And yeah, and then they called me and said I got the job, and I literally cried. I was like so excited because by the time I'd done the first audition, I met him the second time. Yeah. I'd literally watched everything he'd ever made. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad I didn't see everything before yeah. I went in because I just realised what a genius he was yeah, yeah. but the weird thing about I'm very normal and down to earth and so is he so yeah. I didn't get that overwhelming you know I, I don't you know sort of want to step over boundaries and like be t- too over friendly I remember him coming I was in the uh, United Agents for the second audition and he walked in and he had a, a Hobbs bag with him I said and he, as he walked up the stairs he had his back to me I went have you been shopping and he went <laughs> No, it's my lunch. And he just walked off and I was like, he's just a really lovely, <laughs> kind person. Yeah. His humor's so dry. But again, you know, everything that he does is coming from an inte- a really, really good intention. Yeah. He's just super honest. I love it. And he just doesn't try to be somebody who's not, but he is very clever. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And I want to I, I rewind to something there because um, it feel, it, this is going to sound overly pretentious potentially but um you spoke earlier and again it's weirdly it's it's, it's something i spoke to zari about because her play that she's in at the moment betrayal is absolutely amazing you're going to see it tomorrow it's amazing it's going to blow you away it's so good but the beauty of it in so much of it is they're not playing anything for laughs yet there's real laugh out loud moments and it was bizarre for them they were saying because in rehearsal those laughs weren't there yeah and then they appear and it's similar to what you were saying earlier, of you saying, I didn't think of myself as funny, but it's because you're not playing for laughs. And the no. example I, I saw there was, it's going to sound really weird, but um, 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 a motorised hospital bed that yes. you spoke of. The movement of that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> The slow movement of that is hilarious. <laughs> it's not doing anything. It's not playing for any laughs. But the slow movement no. of that in a scene and not being able to cut away from it yeah. is hilarious. But equally, depending on what's come before or after it, that can be the most ominous, intimidating, scary thing. Yeah. And it's just a motorised movement. It is. And, and that kind of sums it. it up perfectly. That kind of sums it up perfectly, though. It's that 
It's that you don't have to play for the laughs. You should be able to rely on the script, the editing, I think, is something that's underrated in laughs. What has come before and after it will tell you if it's funny, dramatic, what the mood is, and that's something that gets overlooked a lot from us as viewers. And and even as actors as well, you're so obsessed with what's happening on set at that time, and you don't know that, well, they're going to cut this to this, and that... The juxtaposition of those two things is where the laugh comes yeah, from. Keep it simple. I mean, the funny thing about Alice, Ricky, and Shane, all three of them were just like, don't act. I mean, yeah. when you're on set with Ricky on, on his set, if you act, you, you can't, well, you have to yeah. go, sort yeah. of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's same with, Alice, we didn't, it's like the thing with the bed, I was literally just like, I, I wasn't looking, I was doing my nursey thing and doing whatever I was doing, making notes, and the bed was going up and I was turning away. And then it was like, she was like, oh, oh, and I went, oh, yeah, just a minute. And I was like, and then we was really in the moment and they caught it. But that's what I love, actually, when you're not trying to make it funny. And I think comedy's really difficult, actually. And the best comedians, like, you know, I've grown up with them and, it, they're not trying to be funny. And, right. and that's exactly. something that I found with... Um, people used to always say... Because I'm quite a positive, sort of bubbly kind of person. And, you know, I do have my darkness. But I am, um, you know, that kind of... I don't know, that's sort of subsiding a little bit as I get older. I'm just like, there's no point, really. No trying, point too, trying too hard now. Completely agree. But it, it's just a load of old crap. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. But, but basically, um, it's... It's what Matt and Kieran had seen in me and Cynthia in This Is England. And then when I was on The Mimic, people used to say to me before, Joe, why are you not do some comedy? Because I was doing like Dead Man's Shoes, This Is England, Ill Manners, Dark, you know, all the dark yeah. stuff. And it was like, Joe, like, you should do comedy. You're a natural. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's how it works, you know. But anyway, and then got The Mimic. And then really from The Mimic, yeah. I've pretty much done mainly comedy. I mean, yeah. I did In My Skin recently. And that was a really quite serious, you know, role for me. It's very playing a lady with bipolar and not wanting to just, you know, play mad woman. Like, this is a mental health issue. I have friends who suffer from it and it's a real thing. And watching certain things, documentaries, doing physical, you know, work, preparation work in my own flat on my Mm -hmm. own before I turn up on set. You know, I was really frightened because you have to portray something that you don't suffer from, but you don't want to act it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was a kind of, it was a BBC Three comedy, but really the feed, it wasn't. I don't think they knew where to put it in the end. Yeah. But that for me is like definitely that my role in that wasn't comedic, but it's like, you know, how do I find the truth again? And that's what I've got to do in the comedy. Yeah. With When I get on set with Ricky, I'm looking to, you know, in Afterlife, I'm looking for June, it's like... I had two little scenes, and he texted me and said, did you get scripts? I was like, no, I'm walking back from having dinner. He was like, oh, I'll get him to send him, and would you do a cameo? He always asks you personally. Yeah, and I was I like, I was really moved. I was like, of course, I wanted to text him and say, I'm really busy, mate, sorry. So I can't you know, do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, know if I didn't know if he'd get yeah, the text. Yeah, Knowing yeah. Ricky, he would have just laughed his head off. But yeah. I just was like... But again, there's the risk. He might go, all oh, right, yeah, I'll, I'll might get someone actually... else. No, 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 no. I was yeah, just, I was this joking. was a joke, Ricky. I don't think you know whether they're joking on text. Yeah. But I, I just was like, it just brightened up my day. You know, you just yeah. get a text from people like that. For me, this is like the moments that you experience in your job. It's not about the outcomes anymore. I know that sounds a bit not wanky, but it's like, it really isn't. It's true. I really wanted it all the bit to be about that me, make up you know? Your life. They're the moment, that's the bit that's it's important. Not the so it's enjoying the, 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 the process of it all and the ride, because that's the bit you have to live through. The other bit 
is all in your head. It's yeah. all how you're reacting to people reacting. Yeah. And anything that's art is is completely subjective anyway. I had a hilarious thing, and I, I, I told a Ricky about it. I, I loved Afterlife, and I raved about Thank it. Thank you. And before... You all, was there. You yeah, were sat in front of exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the row in front. So before all the amazing reviews came out, I tweeted about it, and I had one person who tweeted me convinced because he didn't like it he was convinced that i'd been paid to say i like it and loads of people were being paid to I say they liked tweet it the other and, day it was great and the fact is after that adoration came in from everywhere yeah. there were so many great reviews yeah. so many people loved it and it's so mad to me that anyone can think that or can't get their head around that people just have different tastes yeah, like of course. Good, you, i think it's important to to not let good the, what i learned from music was to try and be as numb to the good reviews as the bad reviews because yeah. neither help you. Or don't read they them. Either, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it was that thing that as someone could come in and thinking that it's so out of their realm of thought that someone could have a different opinion to them that it must be a conspiracy yeah. and you've been paid off. And it's like, yeah. no, it's not. It's just, it wasn't for you. And that's absolutely fine as well. It's fine to not like things, yeah. but yeah. It was and, great and, and, when the adoration then came in. I, I wanted to hunt the trip yeah. back out and go, see? See? It, it wasn't just was me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just good. The other thing is, I think when I read that script, I was like, oh, this is cool. And we went to the read-through and it's great. But then when I saw it and I, I cried in episode two. Yeah. When the guy, yeah. talk, you know, the guy yeah. with the cards. Yeah. And I thought, shit. That's a half an hour comedy that's just made me cry. Yeah. And then I actually, when it came out, I watched it again, all of it through. Because I watched it before it came out. They yeah. sent us a link. And I remember texting Ricky a picture of myself. I, I, I said, I'm really sorry to do this, but look what you've done. And I was crying <laughs> and laughing at the same time. And I wanted to tweet the picture, but it was too disgusting. <laughs> um, when it came out on the day, I, I said I would, but I, I chickened out. But um, he went, oh, Joe, are you all right? And I was like, dude, this is unbelievable because what was on paper really it, it kind of was great and his writing's always great because it's so funny but what was in his mind and his head and his vision came out in the show and the way yeah. it looked and the music and the people all the characters were so important everybody you know i i was saying like i, I was there for two days and i kept thinking i've got to do something with his character and then eventually i just kind of knew who she was and yeah. I thought just let go of everything now and I turned up on the day and just responded and like you saw at the yeah. Q&A me and Ricky improvised a bit and with you know Tony and it was like a really lovely afternoon but it was it was in and out and then you know Ricky just texted me saying it's really funny well done and I was like Brilliant. oh thanks mate you know but I don't know for me at the moment I'm doing it's like planting seeds I'm doing a lot of uh, roles like going in and doing this and that and yeah. and it's it's because the year before I'd done Bliss with David Cross and yes. had a great Stephen Mangan and that was a great experience. I love David Cross. Yeah. And I, I'd kind of like had this big role and, and it was a lot of my time, but I've been writing. I'm writing two shows and they've been Amazing. taken on by producers and I write with my partner Maria in New York. That's and fantastic. I sort of went to New York on my 45th birthday and I had this idea and we just kind of, I spoke to her husband who's uh, Tom, who's, um, a producer, writer, director, and I said, do you think Maria would collaborate? Because, the, you know, it's to be filmed in New York. And, yeah. and, and he was like, just ask her. And I'd met her six years before at Edinburgh 
Um, yeah. And we just clicked, and she's kind of really, she's just this really cool filmmaker yeah. from New York that makes movies on her phone. And Amazing. she just, she works with a showrunner on Instinct, and she does all this stuff, and she's just a doer. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, she's yeah, just principled. She's, she just does stuff. Yeah. And I like, it's all about energy for me. Yeah. It's all about energy Completely. with people. I, I'm really like aware of whose energy I'm around these yeah. days. And I just feel, for one moment, I just let go of that fear, trusted, asked someone to help me. And then the procrastination left me. She'd call me every day from New York and I'd be writing at 12, it's seven for her. We'd write for an hour. And within two years, we'd wrote this pitch, right? It's like a 17 bed. I showed it my agent and she said, it's brilliant. Amazing. And they got us in, got us a writing agent, oh, sent wow. it out to producers. We got yeah. like 10 meetings with these amazing people that had been asking me for years, like, Joe, are you writing anything? Yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe. Kind I just of. did. And you know, when I started to do it, things started to happen. And that's just did you it's blown our mind a bit. Did you kick yourself when you started? Because I started I did. writing a couple of things a few a few years back. And one of them I've been developing with Mark at, at Walt. Oh, amazing. So it's been great. That, and he's I just been amazing. Mark. But it was such an annoyance when I finally started, because I'd been putting it off for so long, yeah. feeling that I couldn't do it. And as soon as I started, not that it was easy, yeah. but it was achievable. Yeah. And I was instantly like, Fuck, why have I waited this time? And it, it just feels a similar thing there, that you've clearly exactly. had people asking for ages. And when you actually sit down and do it, you go, all right, I've got this in me. This I is possible. The, I think the biggest d- difference, t- talent, a lot of these things, they're things that are out of your control. Yeah. Then naturally, what, where your mind goes, that's in you. Yeah. There's not a lot you can do to adjust that. But what you can have an effect on is doing it or not doing it. That's the one. And that's the, the real simplicity of it. So the fact that you decided at some point to do it yeah. is then bringing in all these things yeah. and bringing in all these this exciting so moments. I've had that experience just like you. I totally identify with you. I mean, I was... There's so many weird coincidences and, yeah. and time in here. Like literally hearing you say that this morning, I sent one of my scripts out to a friend who I've worked with on a couple of on or on one film and have known a little bit. Uh-huh. And I'd kind of, as she'd had for ages, oh, send me your script at some point. I'm di- I'm directing now and all this. And yeah. I've done, done exactly the same. I was like, I don't want to hassle anyone. And weirdly, this morning was the day I sent the email, and she instantly went, "Yeah, send it over now. I want to have a look." So this is exactly the same. That kind of procrastination. Do you think I can ask? Do you think, "Oh, this is weird. This is odd." Yeah. And then, yeah, just here when you say that, it's overthinking. Like, it. Today I've had that experience. So yeah. Oh, that's so, nice. That, so how's that been? Because I think in acting, I think it's so helpful if you can have s- s- something else in your life because I agree. it is an industry that so much is out of your control. And I'm l- I'm lucky that when I got into this, I was taken under the wing of people like Stephen Graham and he could tell me that after this is England he didn't get a role for almost two years yeah and that's one of my iconic films iconic performances yet that happens so and he's such a phenomenal actor and um interesting isn't it it just shows how it's so out of your control so I feel if you can have something like writing it stops you eating away at yourself and destroying yourself in those periods because you've got something else to be here's my creativity and again I don't know if it's the same with you but selfishly everything I've written I've got a role in there for me that I really want because again it's going I'm not getting the roles at the moment well yes. let's make them yeah let's create them Same let's not me. sit around with my, my my sitting on my hands going oh when's the perfect role for 
a six foot four guy with a beard going to turn up. It's like, that might never turn up. Why it's wouldn't really weird. Why would you do that? Yeah. Ricky does it. Exactly. Alice does it. Yeah. That's what JoJo's doing. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. doing. It's got of to be course, done, there's right? going to be loads of other brilliant people in it. Yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, I used to write. Lo- I've written poetry. I've written. I've been writing for years. Yeah. It's all hidden away. Some of it's awful. It's ridiculous. It's like, oh my Just god, again, what was you thinking? Same. Yeah. Taking yourself a bit. What's that all about? Yeah. What's that one about? But oh, then oh, some What of made it... you think you had the solution? <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. so sure you had the solution. Why would you have had the solution? Just a load of old crap. But some <laughs> of it is really beautiful and simple. And I think, again, you know, not overthinking things. Now, yeah. that could be one of my biggest problems, yeah. my thinking. And, like, going back to what you just said about, um, about the thinking, I don't know if I misunderstood you, but... Um, we can manage our thoughts, I think. Yeah. I do. I have to do that daily. Yeah, I have to do it. It's like the mental diet. It's like, what do I eat? Well, I choose that. Yeah. So what do I think about? What do I watch? Do I watch the news? Do I watch... What do I do? How do I... What do I put in? Because whatever goes in comes out. 100%. So it's just this process of like, okay, if I'm telling myself that this is not good enough and no one's going to read it, I'm manifesting negativity. Yeah. But if I just go, right... Pff, Send. Well, the worst thing is they could not respond or they could just say no. Yeah. But who makes them God? You know, it's like nobody. Exactly. Whatever it's that art. means. It's one but you know what I mean? Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Not to be mean or like, oh, if they don't like it, they don't get it. It's not at all. If they don't like it, I need to listen to them and I need to ask them why it could possibly be different. Yeah. So if you're up, if you have the humility to change and you have that ability to constructively go, okay, what didn't you like about it? You'll know whether you... Because ultimately, all the decisions are down to us at the end yeah. of the day. But if you put yourself around people you trust, that you love the opinion of, you know, that could have an objective opinion to help you moving forward with something, I think it's really good to be open-minded to have that. Completely. But the fear of not sending it, I totally identify yeah. with you. I have just... It's, it's again, that um, seeking approval, yeah. not feeling good enough. We are good enough. And, 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 f- and feedback is so important and as you touched upon there it can either show you where to improve sure. your work because again we're all none of us are above improvement we sh- shouldn't be anyway yeah but or it can just importantly f- force you to defend your idea yeah which is really important i think because again exactly. that can be the point where you go no i'll defend that that is like that for a reason or you could go you know what, I can't defend that. That's a good point. Yeah. I can get rid of that. I can move that. I can change that. And I think that's such an important thing in any... It's a good tool to a have. Cre- a creation, yeah. I've got... I'm going through that at the moment. We just had that situation with the writing. And it's like, this week's been amazing. Just the, the notes and the... It's just, they've been amazing. And yeah. actually, um, there was it was one point where there were suggestions made. And I said, no, I, you know, I have to create the idea because yeah. I don't want to be in it if I'm not going to create it it's not yeah. like coming for it I'm at this point in my life where I'm like I'm not going to just you know I don't really think I've just done anything in the past although I say we don't have choices it's like we kind of do I mean there's things that I've said I don't really want to go towards or do Yeah. and then there's things that I've just gone okay I'm just going to be open and go for that and I'm just going to trust that it's it's the right intu- intuition yeah. really Yeah. Um, but yeah I think being open minded to what people have got for you but also what you just said fight in your corner yeah i think yeah. it's really important it's having that balance and, and and feedback can cause and force both of them yeah um i want to kind of uh, rewind a bit and ask what it was like kind of going on to this is england because you had at tomo to look oh. after who was this whirlwind out of nowhere but also 
a young lad. Yeah, yeah. So how was that to go from still feeling that you're one of the, the new people on yeah. set? Because, again, it was only really your s- second or third role, right? Yeah. It was, still, it, was, it was still early on in your career. It was my second role because I think, you know, I'd done some, like, short film stuff and yeah. messing around and then my first role was... My first official role on film was Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah. So this is England. I'd kind of been hanging around with uh, Shane yeah. and, you know, and um, I went to his house one day. We'd become good friends after Dead Man's Shoes. And, and he said, oh, I'm going to go. I've got this idea for another film. I'm going to go to the Nottingham Workshop. I've got, like, all these boys to yeah. um, audition me. Come and help me. Yeah. And I was like, I'd love to. Yeah, let's do it. So we went along and there was, like, these 18 kids <clears throat> And Tomo wasn't there. Yeah. Because Des found him later, like two weeks before we started oh, filming. Des has told me just Des when we've ace. been hanging out of him having to literally bribe Tomo to come along. Because he's like, I'll give you a fiver, I'll give you a firecracker, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you whatever to, if, if you just come for one. And Tomo's yeah. like, well, if you're going to give me that, then I'll, I'll come in. It's like, I love that. Other people chasing it. And Tomo's like, what's it worth? He was a ball breaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was in this place, this, this Nottingham workshop, and... Um, then we did these, you know, improv. It was like the one that you see where he comes home and talk about his flares and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So we did that. We did that scene. And literally, we finished. And as we was going out the door, Shane said, oh, we'll go for some pizza. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And he said, you got the part. And I said, what? And he said, you got the part. You're playing the mum. And wow. I was like, I honestly, just wanted to cry. I was so moved. I was like, shit, I didn't know I was being auditioned. And it was yeah. such a nice way. Oh, wow, to get me to be yeah. at ease and just think I was helping out, and then yeah. gave me the role as Cynthia. And pizza on top of that, so it's, it's a double win. It's a, a double. It's a hell of a day. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good day, and I was with Shaney, yeah. so that was even better because I always loved spending time with him. And and, um, and and how was that when you had to kind of realise that this was a character that wasn't going away oh, as, as the TV series came about and stuff like that? It became this amazing. Yeah. These were characters that we were gonna grow with yeah. and you were going to watch grow up and grow up w- w- with this family yeah. and it, 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 it must have been a family because so many of the cast it was their first role and it was you know really that f- family atmosphere so how was that to continue that that role and that character over years and years that whole situation that whole you know epic journey that I've been on with those guys yeah. I actually feel quite emotional yeah um, it's changed my life in so many different ways than I would ever expect it to but you know shit I was the first person cast I believe and then you know he, he started to get the gang together but we couldn't find Sean yeah and Shane was like literally banging his head on the steering wheel it's in the key, car right? just like two yeah. weeks before going what are we going to do we haven't got a lead and then Des you know, stepping Des, yeah. finding this kid. I went up to Grimsby to meet Tomo. We walked into the room. I did this audition with him. Um, I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, and um, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And Shane said, cut. And, and he looked at me and he went, that's him. Yeah. And I went, what just happened? And he went, exactly. Wow. And I love Tomo. Yeah. I love them all, actually. Yeah. I love him so much, and I saw him get married on New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, on New Year's Eve, wasn't was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see him chase, like go through the step because he lost his mum just after the film. Right. Yeah. Of he course. He passed away, and we was all that whole film was just that character for me. I isolated myself. I stayed on my own. Shane does that sometimes with characters, yeah. and 
you know, it was a difficult, it was a difficult time for me as well, personally. Right. That whole thing happened and then, you know, Tomo's mum passed away just after. Yeah. I remember getting a van with Gadget, Andy and Joe yeah. and driving up there. We used to, we used to drive up and have road trips and listen to hip hop and like go and get Tomo and get him in the van and drive around Grimsby and eat like McDonald's, eat stuff, Beautiful. <laughs> eat food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, and then we just loved him to death. But yeah, we, I think like me and Shane, I mean, Stephen and Shane were talking about adopting him and stuff, but obviously his dad was around. So we, yeah. we, we all kind of just took him under our wing and has done ever since. But then we had a bit of a period apart, like three or four years. And then my agent got in touch and was like, they want to do a series. Shane got us all together to see what we thought. Everyone was not sure because of, can you make this? Because the film, I went to Rome with them. Like, it was so iconic. It, it, people, it was huge, yeah. It went huge. And yeah. what do you do with that? Are, Are you going to ruin, ruin the it? Legacy? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We, we started filming and again, it just took off. And I've just been, I want to see the virtues. I've just been tweeting yeah. about it. Gutted, I missed it. I think they had a BAFTA screen in the other night, but they did last I, night. I was oh, gutted, I missed it as well. I didn't know about yeah. it because I would have gone. Because I, I auditioned for that, oh, and it was when I can't wait to see it. It's mad because I only found out I didn't know because the way Shane would do it, it, you wouldn't know who you're auditioning for. He'd just no. send you a thing to do an improvisation, no. a one take, and it was only when I was meeting with Mark about this script that we're developing that he was like, "Yeah, we saw you." F- for the lead, it was at that point oh, Stevie wow. wasn't available, yeah, so he'd yeah. written it for Stevie, yeah, yeah. and then they were just right. Let's just see everything that isn't Stevie. So again, I'm uh, Stevie's one of my best mates, yeah, but yeah. I'm the opposite of him. Yeah. I'm, I'm really tall, <laughs> really hairy, um, <laughs> and Stephen isn't. And it was just, I again, it was only only when I was meeting with Mark a year or so, or so later that he was like, "No, yeah, you." Like we really liked it, but oh, then nice. Stevie became available again, and I love the they'd, way they'd, they do they'd that. written it for, for that, and I was yeah. like. I had assumed I was just auditioning for some tiny side bit. I knew Stevie at that point, yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm auditioning for this thing. But bless him, he didn't let on anything. He no. just kept it kind of under wraps. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. But yeah, it sounds amazing. I mean, and I, I just... Um, again, the work, they it's, it feels like the work everyone puts in on Shane Meadows' films, yeah. the reason it's so rewarding is it's also... It's hard. It's yeah. taxing. Everyone it has to put a lot into it. And I know that Stevie, I know Virtues is about someone battling with a, a substance dependency. And I know yeah. it's, it's something that Stephen has battled with and yeah, yeah. beaten and is doing so amazing with that. So I know just from personal conversations that this project means the fucking world to him. Because yeah. when it came about, it felt like it was his story almost, yeah. you know. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be very different i don't know the ins and outs of it but yeah it's going to be a few i think it's going to be a few people's story i think the thing with um shane is like you know he texted me actually the other week and said i've just watched afterlife and i absolutely love it you're not in it enough and i sent the text to to ricky because ricky was like yeah but yeah but you're in series two and i was like oh that's nice you know i'm really excited about that but shane took the time to text me and just say love it and yeah and then I just texted him. I said, I can't wait to see the virtues. You never yeah. fail and all. Yeah. And then I think it won a prize recently. Yeah. Stephen's yeah. getting better and better. Yeah. Everything he's doing is just getting better and better. I absolutely Ridiculous. love him. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's really interesting. The whole, that whole series of This Is England, 86, 88 and 90, we all went through very strong personal journeys. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm really grateful if, 
I mean, of course I want to act again and of course I'm going to create some great work myself and I want to, you know, I want to create, I want to direct and I want to, I want to do those things myself. But if I never acted again, that whole 10, 12 years of work that I did with those lot, I don't think I could ever experience that ever, no. ever, ever again. Yeah. And you will have other experiences like working with Ricky's like another family. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's beautiful. I really just love, I wish I could just work with Ricky and Shane yeah. for the rest of my life yeah, and yeah, then just yeah. go and do, do some voiceovers and then not have Completely. to. Completely, yeah. That'd be lazy, wouldn't it? And that'd cut me off from working from all the other, with it all was, the other amazing people that I'm going to work with. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of sentimentality of like, I feel overwhelmed with um, gratitude for the experience that I've yeah. shared with all of them. But that's the journey what's mad that I've as been well. On. That's what's mad is you would have had that feeling at the end of the, the, the This Is England journey. Yeah. And you would never have expected the afterlife or the Gervais no. journey to, to happen. So, again, it's, it's you really never blessed. know what the next next one is. Um, you don't, you don't. And then I did the Eagle working with yeah. Dexter, man. I yeah. love, I cried when I got that part because I remember it's my amazing, agent. Right? It definitely... seems like, as you said, like when you met Ricky and he was a normal person. Yeah. Dexter feels like that. He, he feels is. like he's a normal bloke. He's been and acting for years and, yeah. and he's, get, he's, he's the brilliant Press gang, director. Mate. I, I grew up on Press Gang. That was my <laughs> shit. That's amazing. He's full of beans. Like, I, I remember my agent sending me that script. I was like, oh, don't want to do... Where's well, an like an 80s mum? She was like, Joe, everyone wants this part. Go, just read it. I read it. I started crying. When I, I got halfway through, I was crying my eyes out reading the script. I texted her back. I said, yeah, sorry, I'm upset. Yeah. It's great. Like, what do I know? Yeah. And I went to meet him. I did the audition went, and went to meet him again. And Keith was there for a read. And... Um, come out they called me like a couple of days later said you'd got it and you know when you feel like you know you've got something i felt yeah. like that with afterlife and eddie the eagle yeah i just knew but i didn't want to be cocky or you think see, it's weird because I, I had I, a funny feeling i'd got them i've never felt like that with things i've got i've only ever felt like that with things i haven't got right. so it's a really weird one it's i kind of i message my agents that after i finish an audition if it's gone really well i go that went amazing yeah. so i definitely haven't got that because yeah. um, yeah. it feels like if it's gone really well i'm like oh shit I'm not going to get that one. All the ones where I've gone, hey, it went all right. They're yeah. like, they've made an offer already. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, right. yeah. So it's a really, oh. a really weird one. Um, a question I asked, I've had Shimmy on, I've had Michael Soccer on, I've yes. had a lot of the This Is England uh, crew, and I love them all. I worked with Michael on, on Walk Like a Panther. He's um, ace, isn't he? And obviously I've had Stevie on and numerous people. But a question I tend to ask is how much of a struggle or was it working with... On the, on the project after working with Shane, because Shane is such a, a, a unique experience from what I've heard. But it's interesting because one of the ones sh- shortly after This Is England was, was Ill Manners. And yes. Riz Ahmed and Ed Scrine are two dear friends of mine. Yes. But for a lot of people on Ill Manners, like Ed, it was their, their, their first role. So, and Plan B, it was his first directing thing. So it felt like that would almost be a perfect thing to go on to after Shane because it felt like the same essence there a lot of people who were going right we all need to work together here because none of us necessarily know what we're doing so let's make it happen and let's make it work so how was that to work on I loved it. I was only there, I think I was like, did a week or something, a few days. But I remember, I don't know if it was Dan Hubbard, somebody, I, I spoke to Vicky about it and then somebody got in touch with me. And I wasn't sure about doing it because I was, again, I thought, is it going to be too much like this is England? Am I going to get all them thoughts like typecast? What? I want to do something different. Yeah, and again, yeah, yeah. you don't have the choice. It just happens to you, really. Yeah. And I, I remember sort of saying, I don't think I'm going to do it. Like the character was, there wasn't much for me to do. And I was like, you know, I'm not sure. And then I got a phone call. And I remember 
at the time I was just six months old, must have been really into like Strict, the Strickland Banks album. I yeah. loved, I thought, who is this kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I used to dance about, and I'd be like, this is yeah, such a good video. Him out of nowhere. I knew him so, from the rap days, and then all ben. of a sudden he was like... He's become a good friend, actually. Wicked. It's great. But I um, got this phone call, picked the phone up. Hi, Joe, it's Ben. I was like, right, who's Ben? And then he was like, Plan B. And I was like, don't be daft, Keith. Stop messing about. <laughs> I thought he was my mate, Keith. And he went, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Ben. I'm just phoning you because I want you to be in my film. Will you play the part? I love you, and this is England, and... Blah, blah, blah. Wicked. And because he called me himself and he said, look, it, think of, um, is it Brenda in um, Secrets and Lies? Think of that kind of character. Think, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's cool. Like, and, and then we just got talking and I said, you know what, Ben, I really appreciate you calling me. I said, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy to do it. And because and he said to me... It's personal interaction, yeah. right? That feeling that you click and you're like, right, if I'm going to spend a week, two weeks with this person, yeah. now I know he this cares. person, I can do that. Yeah, he really I, cares. I, if it's good or bad, I can do that because I know this kid is, I know this guy is. And and also he told me the backstory of all the characters and because it was his first film and like he'd not, he couldn't really tell all those stories in depth, yeah. I again was like, let go of the ego. It's not all about you. Just turn up and be part of this amazing. And Riz, you know, he'd not blown up. He was always no. amazing, but he'd not yeah. blown up like he has now. And Ed as well. They've uh, just got uh, Riz is another one friends. I knew from the rap days. And like, like, <sighs> so me talented. and Riz did tracks together and did gigs together. And then really, just starting to watch him just build and build. You just be like, oh my God, this guy is, is one of the best in the game. And Ed, I, yeah. I didn't know until I, I had him on the podcast. And again, he's someone... Uh, 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 since then that's just become yeah. a real good pal and yeah. it's people who've got the right outlook in it right yeah the people who look at it right and I as you said so. don't get too obsessed with the status or that yeah. it's like is this good yeah is what we're working on good well i could tell that we raised when i was on set on that it was only on a couple of scenes that was with him and i just thought oh yeah really he's got it is really smart is very switched on very well prepared confident yeah just intelligent, you know, there's different types of actors, I guess, but yeah. there was a lot of um, really smart timing. And then, you know, even with Ed at the time, he was very raw. He was first starting out and, and seeing his journey, because we're friends also, yeah. and we see each other on a personal level, you know, with his family. But yeah. his, his journey for me, I remember, um, I think I, I, he was going to do Deadpool and I gave him this book by Deepak Chopra called The Twelve... Um, principles of success or something like that. I can't remember. Or st- I can't remember. I can't, I'll have to Google yeah, it because yeah, it's yeah, a beautiful yeah. book. Yeah. And it was like, he posted a little thing of him reading it on the plane and he texted me and said, this is amazing. It wasn't success. It was something, yeah. superhero, something to do with the superhero. Right, Deepak right. Chopra's son had written it with him. Right. It was a great book and I remember reading it and I passed it on to him and he, he I don't know, after I saw it, I saw him like, Six, seven months after when he came back and I was like, this guy's like a different person. He's completely yeah. woke up. Yeah. He'd had this experience where he just a, became a, really... Such a calm and leveled lovely. approach to Lots, everything. Yeah. Again, I've, I've hung out with him and his, his, his boy and things like that and it is just, there's such a... Often you meet up with people that are actors and stuff like that and there can be a lot of so what you're working on or what have you been doing or yeah. moaning about, oh, this was yeah. shit, I didn't enjoy that none of that with it it's why I like hanging out with Ed because it's like no we just meet up and it's just Don't speaking just work. catching up yeah. about life and about 
same approaches and outlooks and all that kind of thing. That's, yeah, it's beautiful it's stuff. It. it is deep, good energy, and and it's like you know, it's it's really who I like to put myself around these days. I, yeah. I like to try and give back. Really, whatever I'm doing, you know, I. I do a lot of other work apart from acting and yeah. writing and all that. I do a lot of other altruistic work where I kind of try to keep my feet on the ground and give back. And I think for me, that's like, you know, my primary purpose. That's what's important to me. Yeah. And weirdly, from making that my focus, work's just started to really take off because yeah. I think, you know, it's like the writing those companies that I sent my script to that, you know, may have said, have you got another idea, whatever, that's the other thing we had to have when we went in, other yeah. ideas, because they asked us for other ideas and they, two of those ended up getting it, picked up. It was up. the best bit of They've feedback I got off Mark yeah. was we had this, this this one script that I was like, it's the first thing I've written, I was like, this is it, this is amazing. And they yeah. a warp signed it and I was yes. like, they're my favourite. But then we hit some walls yeah. and he kind of said to me, he called, I went up to sh- a sh- a Sheffield specifically to just have a chat and he said look I'll work on some other stuff like we're going to make this work at some point but mm. Shane's c- c- current film was meant to be his film mm. three films ago and sure. it didn't happen because so just exactly that just come well, up with other stuff it will come back round we well, will get round to it but yeah and you know what it's like you had Joel Edgerson on and I met yeah. him actually at a screening of um, his movie yeah. um, Boy Erased I'd Auditioned Amazing, for The King and I was right. gutted when yeah. I didn't get I it because I was so worried. Well I loved it, yeah. the director, David, and I met them and I met, you know, Didi, I met them In all. there with Des again. Des, was, with Des. Des yeah. was like, Joel, stop acting. I was like, oh, that's my really bad Scottish <laughs> yeah. act. Sorry, Des, love you. But um, he talks about it and him and his brother have had that. So just keep going, keep hustling, keep doing what you're yeah. doing. Because he said to me when I met him and we chatted, we chatted in depth really about writing and, and he said that he had, Ter- scripts that, that were terrible and things that he had to look at and he, he'd kind of look back at them and but working on something that comes from your heart is probably the way forward when yeah. you first start out because you've got the experience within you yeah. but like going back to what I was just saying before going to meet all these companies and you know whether they take you on or not they've then started to get me in and give me offers for work because yeah. they can go oh she's Oh, she's doing stuff. Oh, yeah, that's this, great. It, Maybe it's energy. It's an energy thing. And seeing you in a positive light. It's yeah. not just you not just sitting, sitting around, around and waiting. Yeah, exactly. Waiting to be hired. And there's a lot... I think Shane Meadows said to me, you will get better as you get older. Yeah. You'll get that confidence and you'll start to become that character that you're meant to become and, you know, let go of all those sort of kind of insecurities and whatever we have that hold us back. But I believe that for me, the best is yet to come. I believe have quite a lot to offer, yeah. and I've not been offered of late a lot of dramatic roles. I think it goes to the same people a lot, yeah. or people want to feel safe. But I think something's coming. Yeah, yeah. I can feel it, I love and that. I think it'd be nice for people to give me. Like Shane trusted me and believed in me. Yeah. And people need to, with both of us, people need to be brave and yeah. allow us to do the work because. The thing with me, auditions, it's like I talk to Johnny Harris. I hate auditions, but I'm just, you go in there and you, what, you pretend to talk to like a camera that's not in the yeah. right place and turn a doorknob or whatever. And it's again, like, it's an awareness that on the auditions, it's such set. a, it's going to be such a, or it can be a, a, such a snap decision. It's something that, in fact, in, in Zari's yeah. book, yes. in Zari Ashton's a, a, a new book, she talks about how in certain auditions it will be. They will have decided 
before you've started speaking. They'll go, oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. perfect. And I'm then not- you speak and then it confirms it and that's fine. But there's so much that's out of your control in I that. I love that so. bit that I read in a book about when she went for the audition and it was like the way what she had on and you have to show some of your body or whatever. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was just so funny the way. And I do believe, yeah, maybe they just, uh, they've just they already decided who they want or maybe yeah. that person's yeah, not yeah, available because yeah, yeah. I know there's a list of five or six people they always go to and then there's another list and another list. Yeah, we know yeah. I've got a lot of friends who are directors. Yeah. But it doesn't mean to say I need to get disheartened because once that person moves up or moves out of the way, then there's a slot for you. And, you know, I, there's, there's people, like I said before, there's people above me and below, there's people in front of me and behind me. At the end of the day, no one's got what I've got. No, no one can offer what I exactly. can offer. So I have to be grateful and I have to do my work and trust myself and I have to just turn up and be prepared, you know. It's, it's like a boxer, it's right? It's so important to remember as well because you're someone that I look at and go, Oh, Joe's always working and always in really good stuff. And really, so it is something to look up to. But I can also see how we're all, I say it all the time, but we're all the lead in our own films, in our own lives. So you will be thinking about all the roles you've not got. And no one else will know about them. No one else will know that you went up for this and didn't get it. But in your mind, I've missed that. I've missed that. And you won't be as focused on all these amazing things that you've got to be part of. So, yeah. I've realised that that's the human condition. You know, it's like the restless dog. You always want what you've not got. And what the beautiful sort of thing that's been happening to me of late is, no, I don't want that anymore. I'm happy with what I've got. Yeah. And I'm happy to enjoy it while it lasts because nothing lasts forever. It just doesn't. Completely. Well, I mean, I'll start to wrap things up now. But before we do, I want to talk about... I know you said I think you're only in, in, in one episode or so, but don't forget the driver because yeah. I went to a barbecue a little while ago and I never generally g- g- go to stuff that famous people might be at. Yeah. But Nick Frost has become a friend over the years. I love him dearly. I love him. And I went to this barbecue and I was so excited to have about an hour just chatting with Toby Jones. And we'd never met before, but I love him. I think he's amazing. Yeah. And we hit it off. It was such a cool thing for me that I was like, and we were both the people who weren't really the ones to go about and, and put ourselves in the middle yeah. of the room and try and network or anything like that. And we were both kind of off to one side and we got introduced and we just had about an hour of what? just chatting about art, about theatre, about music, about podcasts. He had no real idea what podcasts were. And he told me all about, don't forget the driver at the time. It was yeah. when he'd, he, he was still finishing off the script. Sure. And it sounded amazing. And he's a master of finding... As him and Mackenzie did in, in Detectorist, they're the masters at finding that kind of really... The people that you think, well, who would ever tell their story? Yeah. And he's, he's telling the story of um, a kind of a long-distance coach driver, yeah, a travel yeah. coach driver type yeah. thing. And again, in, in, in our conversation, he said he was just driving along and he saw a few parks up at the side of the road and thought, I've never even questioned what their life is. Yes. Who are they? Who that person is? They're, they're just something that happens. Yeah. And he was like, well, let's, let's, uh, let's look into that. So how has that been to work on and to be so perfectly placed for it because you needed to speak uh, Japanese? Yeah. Um, See? See? Amazing. <laughs> Hi, my name's Joe. Nice to meet you. Amazing. Um, oh, no. So how was that? And working it, with Toby and, yeah, all of that. How, how's, how is that? brilliant again um they offered me the role and that you know they was like you speak japanese and i said to my agent uh yeah i can but i have to learn it phonetically so it's like yeah. 
And so I said, what, you know, gosh, I don't want to say yeah. And, and so anyway, it was all great. They sent me the Japanese. I got a teacher to help me and, you Brilliant. know. But I had an experience. I did a short film um, with a lady called Marinella a, a while ago and Toby was in it. He said, yeah, I'd play this part. And there was one scene where we did together and I was on set with him and it's been five years earlier and we were just like, and then I, I sort of, she said action and I was like, and then I was like, oh, Oh, you, sorry, he was actually doing it then because he was that real. Wow. He was that, I went, oh, I started giggling and he just smiled, you know, that lovely little smile yeah, he does. Yeah, And we just started again, but I was like, shit, okay. Brilliant. Ooh, this is real. That's a, a next level of the don't act next that level. you're in the scene and you don't know he started no. acting yet. That's, no, I said, are I we doing him. it? It was insane. I, I think that's, yeah. that's the only person I've ever had that experience yeah. with. And I literally like went on to, don't forget the driver. And again, the same thing. So funny, so real, really down to earth, lovely, just yeah. a lovely guy. And I was really, you know, a lot of admiration for writing it again. Like yeah. a lot of actors are doing that, but really interesting story. And, very simple. Again, like you're saying, investigating the coach driver and what their life yeah. would be like. And he really embodies the role and he's very good at comedy. He's, he keeps it very, very natural. Um, but yeah, they just offered me the role and I turned up and did it. It was like a week's work and the, the director, Tim, he was great. And Tim Crouch, who also wrote it with Toby. So yeah. I have been to do ADR and seen a little bit of our episode and literally yeah. laughed out loud. You, I don't care. You're not supposed to watch yourself or laugh at yourself, but I did, <laughs> all right? Putting Brilliant. that out there. I love it. Toby and I, and there's a scene in the... I won't spoil it, but I just I loved it. I was like, yes, that was funny. Amazing. And so I loved it, but I've got to watch it, but I was... I was busy last night and I was, I'm trying to learn some lines and so I've not... I have to sit down and binge yeah. watch yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. I want to watch the whole thing, but I read... I read all the scripts. It was funny when I got on set. Toby was like, have you read this? And I was like, I haven't really. So he's give it me. So he goes at the trailer, read it all. And then, um, yeah, we just kind of went off. And it was, it was a good experience. I, I think he's one of our finest. Yeah, he's amazing. He's yeah, he's very amazing. versatile. And, and he's, he just changes. He's completely, he's chameleon. He just changes himself. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, good for him for for creating something so because you know again he's another one of those actors like your Daniel Daly where he can completely transform himself and so this much. is a really sweet story although it's yeah. a lot of the dialogue's very clever mm-hmm. and it's like you know you can tell that there's a lot of uh, he's just clever you know there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there but it's simplified and made very normal and he's picked yeah. a, a great topic and put it into something quite ordinary yeah yeah um, and that's good and I can't wait to see it all but well, yeah yeah I'm very excited I think it's on to now. see it I think yeah. it's, it's binge watch. I, I watched the first episode last night because it was on TV. And yes. yeah, it's, it, yeah, I love the way he writes and I love the way he, yeah, performs everything out. As you said, it's, it doesn't, he's not playing f- f- for laughs. It seems to have been a, a regular thing that we're coming back to. He's, he's not, he's not playing no. for laughs. He's not acting. Yeah. He's just, yeah. Again, when I got on, on set, it was, oh, okay. Cause I was thinking Mel, she's like some kind of quite, you know, big character not a caricature right. but big yeah, character yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like working on the coach coming in step and he's like yeah. no she's quite well to do she she lives outside of Bognor Regis and she yeah. comes in she's got a Japanese husband she's bit, and I'm like oh okay that's all right hiring me to play someone posh I like it <laughs> thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> you know, but she's kind of still very down to earth and they're good mates but it's a nice dynamic they've got and um yeah I liked working with him I'd like to do more 
Yeah. Let's let's hope he does another yeah. series and then I have to do Spanish or something and learn <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, completely. I kept trying to do that, so give me another job, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for, for taking the time and coming oh. down and, ch- and chatting. It's been an absolute pl- a pl- pleasure. I guess uh, what's ahead? I know we've yeah. kind of touched upon writing... And, and stuff that you're developing, I guess. Yeah, so writing, the, the good thing about recently, I've been um, sort of doing lots lots of smaller roles in lots of really good stuff. I just did yeah. Temple with Mark Strong, did a oh, couple wow. of scenes yeah. with Danny and, and all them, so that's good. That's coming out. I am starting filming something at the end of April, and I emailed them to say, can I talk about it? But they've not got back to me, so I don't oh, know whether... it's best to not touch yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm starting something. You'll like that. It's yeah. fun. It's another comedy excellent with somebody quite cool you'll great. like that excellent. um and that's playing oh, a great and we'll talk character. about that when we stop rolling yeah she, yeah i'll tell you she's a she, but she runs a tattoo parlor and i'm looking at characters at the moment i want to get wicked. a gold tooth my mate makes gold teeth and stuff i've got so. a couple of gold teeth because oh, I, I know a guy lend us your teeth yeah yeah so amazing. i might have a got get a bit you know i've been looking at all the tattoos i've got two yeah. little tattoos but i think I've i want more I'm, you've I'm got good ones covered in them all over. my mum told me off i said don't have any more now yeah i was like all right well so I'm doing that. And, and my then, dad, for his, was it his 50th? I think it was his 50th. Or it might have been his 60th. He got a tattoo because on, the reason he hadn't was his mum had always said, well, what's it going to look like when you're 60 or when you're 50 <laughs> or whatever it is? And he decided, right, well, I'm now that age, so let's have it done. And yeah. I took him to a person I knew that was good and he's got it. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, well done. Oh, nice one, Dad. Yeah. I'm excited. So that I'm going to have some more, I think. Yeah. But... No, I'm doing that, and then writing, hopefully, fingers crossed, we've just sent it out to somebody, and she's already said she'd like to do it, so it's just about taking the show back to commissions yeah. now. And then another show has been commissioned that I'm in, that I'm going wow. to start in autumn. Can't say what that is. <laughs> and then Ricky's said that um, Afterlife 2's been commissioned, and yeah. I think he's writing a little bit more for June yeah. and her son in that, fingers crossed. I love it because... We'll, we'll see what happens. Series one was obviously so focused on Ricky's character's story, but it was so rich with side characters. Sure, and yeah. Gittins is one of my favourite people <gasps> in the world and Joe Wilkinson, so David Earl and Joe Wilkinson, I adore them both. And there were so many there that it's like a series two we can get so much of all these other characters yeah. just feels exciting and your character and everyone it's like there's so much that can be yeah. drawn out there so we'll see what happens you know I think. Morgan as well I think she's I just her. fantastic I do love her she's yeah. great but she's no wonderful. I think trying to just I don't know keeping everything in the day trying to just get through the day and like not project too much I've got an audition on Thursday for something that's amazing yeah and I can't, I can't remember what I'm doing. I've got a really bad memory. I don't well, know how I, mean, I remember my lines. You've like a really busy rest of the year, so I think you're fine. I'm going to go to New York on excellent. a holiday in May, and then I'm going to go to San Francisco, where I've never been. Lovely. I so love I'm San excited Francisco. about that. I've, I've only ever gigged there. It's one of the places, from when I was touring doing music, it's one of the places I've always wanted to go back to for a holiday, because yeah. the atmosphere is just so great. There's is such it? creativity there, and it's so so open and welcoming and it's yeah. one of those places that I've never got to go back to so on touring you're always there for like the afternoon of your gig and then you leave in the morning yeah, kind of sure. thing so it's always like it's and that was one on our tours that we gigged there three or four times and I was always like 
need to come back at some point. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure no, that would like be amazing. Traveling. I think it's important for us as actors to have time away from just working all the time yeah, yeah. and create and just people watch and stuff. But yeah. thanks for having me. Thank You're you. So it's lovely. been an absolute pleasure. Really Thank you very much. And this is your first so podcast, so I'm so proud is. to be... To be your first in that respect, and so I felt thank you very like much. We've just been chatting, like mate, it's so nice. I felt so comfortable, and it's, 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 it's an honour. Flown by as, as as well. We're on almost eighty minutes, and we just it's, <laughs> it feels like it's been ten. Well, thank you very much. I'll stop that now. Cheers. Thank you. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There you go. That was Joe Hartley. What an amazing talker and woman and just person in general. I found her really inspirational. She really fired me up for a few things that I'm hoping to get get going. Yeah, a wonderful chat. I really enjoyed it. I think she's ace. And yeah, how good are the people that she's worked with and how great is her kind of her outlook and the things that she's learnt along the way. I'm excited to see what's to come from her as a writer um, and maybe as a director and all this this sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I'll leave it there. As ever, patreon.com slash Pip if you fancy coming and joining the secret party, then that's cool. We've got, in fact, as this goes out, next Monday is Poem of the Month, so there'll be a new spoken word piece up there from me, and there'll be some guests revealed and shouted about um hopefully there will have been a guest yesterday i revealed because as, as this comes out on wednesday i'm meant to be recording one on tuesday but i'm recording this on the friday and then there should be another one at the end of the week anyway there's loads of good stuff there i won't ramble on too much i will see you all next week please i mean how about this i've never i've not said this in ages please like and subscribe and give a five star review huh I don't say that off. I haven't said that in yonks. I don't really care if you do that. It'd be cool if you did. But I don't think people do much anymore. I've I've been around five years now, I think, the bulk of my... um, It's kind of like jelly. The bulk of your jelly consumption is, you know, in the first probably quarter of your life. Um, Yeah, at least I'd say quarter. And I think it's the same on like subscribe five star reviews i think the bulk of that comes in the first quarter of your of your podcast life um and who knows i might be past that the way the world is going not only could podcast not be a thing in you know four times as much time as this but humans could not be a thing and on that apocalyptic bombshell i will see you all next week ta ta